This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizer, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 154 is going to be from 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 33. If it is not from God, then it is confusion if it concerns his church. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 33 reads, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. In Corinth, there was a lot of confusion. There was a lot of problems going on. In chapter 1, we had the problem of division. In chapter 3, we have a church that's not growing the way that it needs to. In chapter 5, we have a man that's living in fornication and no one's saying anything to him. In chapter 7 through 11, we have problems with the Lord's Supper and not eating it properly. In chapters 12 through 14, we have people arguing over who has the best spiritual gift. In chapter 14, we have Paul explaining that prophecy for the church right now is the best spiritual gift. But yet we still have people arguing that tongues is the best one. And so Paul gives them some arguments as to why this is not the case. Speaking in tongues, if there's no one there that understands the tongue and there is no interpreter, does not edify the church, but prophecy does. And so he's trying to help them grow. He tells them that all the spiritual gifts are necessary and they all have their proper role. But there's no use in arguing who has the best one. Then after verse 33, we have women that are causing problems within the church and all kinds of confusion. And so Paul tells them to keep silent in the church. And so there's a lot of problems going on in Corinth. If it's not from God, then it's confusion if it concerns his church. In chapter 1, the division is not what God wanted. In John chapter 17, in verse 11, Jesus would pray for oneness of his believers, for the unity of his believers. Yet in Corinth, what they were doing is the exact opposite of that. They were following after all different kinds of men. And Paul told them, look, I want the church to be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. But even more so, that this is what Christ wants for his church in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. In chapter 3, they were babes in Christ, and they were not growing to maturity. The writer of Hebrews would warn the people in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14, that in time you ought to be teachers. You have need of someone teach you again the first principles, the oracles of God, and have come to need milk and not solid food. You see, that's what was going on here in Corinth. They were carnal. They were babes in Christ. They had not moved past a point of being a spiritual babe. They still needed the milk of God's word. And so this was causing confusion within the church, for this church had been established for quite a while. And people that would be coming in would be looking and expecting people to have maturity. And all they would find would be spiritual weakness or babes in Christ. So this was very confusion. It was confusing in chapter 1 in the sense that God wants unity. And so people that would come in from the outside or the children of the congregation would look and go, there's no unity here. In chapter 5, God does not want us living in fornication. Matter of fact, in Hebrews, he says he will judge those people that don't keep the marriage bed honorable. 
And so people that are coming in from the outside and saying they're teaching on one hand not to be fornicators. But look, they have fornication right within their own church and they're not doing anything about it. Can you see the confusion that would be going on and why God would need to say in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. Today, if we have these things going on within the church, we're causing confusion. We're causing all different kinds of problems within the church. People are confused. We're not supposed to be that way. In Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2, the Bible says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. Make it plain. They were to take the vision and to make it plain. That's the way that we are with God's Word today. We need to be making it plain in our lifestyles, in what we teach, that we are following the commands of God. But when we're not following the commands of God the way that we need to be, but we claim to be Christian and a follower of Jesus, then we're causing confusion within the church. And God is not the author of confusion. If it is not from God, then it is confusion if it concerns His church. Because Jesus is supposed to be head of the church. But when we don't do things his way, we make ourselves head of the church instead of Jesus. And when we're claiming that Jesus is head of the church, but people are looking in from the outside and saying, no, in reality, it's you. Because you're doing things the way you want to and not the way that the Bible says to do it. Then that's confusion inside God's church. In Matthew chapter 15 and verse 9, this was what was going on at the time of Jesus. And in vain they worship me, teaching his doctrine the commandments of men. When we claim to follow God, but we teach the doctrine of men instead of the doctrine of Jesus Christ, it's confusion and it's vain worship. And a lot of people get caught up in it. Look at the denominational world today. They follow men. They follow what men say instead of what the Word of God teaches, and this has caused a lot of people in the world to be confused about salvation, especially when most of the world says all you have to do is believe or say some sinner's prayer in order to be saved. And the Bible teaches in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized will be saved, but he that believeth not will be condemned. Well, when, when Jesus says one thing and man teaches another, it can be very confusing, but Men say, well, that's not what Jesus meant. And they confuse people all the time with their fancy speech when Jesus was very plain. And in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, it says, The like figure one to baptism doth now also save, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward Jesus by Jesus Christ by the resurrection of Jesus. You see, we need to be following what God says. Peter made it plain, the like figure one to baptism doth now also save, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's plain. It cannot be any plainer than that. Baptism doth now also save. But man comes in and says, no, it doesn't. And they make themselves the author of confusion where God is not. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. If it is not from God, then it is confusion if it concerns his church. So Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 9, And in vain they do worship me, teaching his doctrine the commandments of men. In Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49, the Bible says, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? 
Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the floods arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? If we called Jesus Lord all day, if we called him Lord now until the time he came back, we were not doing what he was teaching, it wouldn't matter. For not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. When we call Jesus Lord, and the rest of the world is looking in on us, but we're not doing the things which he commands or says, then there is confusion there. And God is not the author of confusion. If it is not from God, then it is confusion if it concerns his church. And we need to make sure that when we're doing things in the house of the Lord, or in our lives in general, that we have a thus says of the Lord, an implication, a direct command. Because in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17, it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Well, the only way that, ways that we can do everything in word or deed and do it all by the authority of Christ is to either have a direct command, an implication, or an example in the Bible. If we don't have any of those things, then it's confusion. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. And a lot of people are confused right now because they say, well, all you have to do is believe to be saved. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. And there are a lot of people confused about that right now, that if God was to come back, they wouldn't be saved. There are a lot of people confused about the Lord's Supper. Acts chapter 20 and verse 7 states that we are to take it upon the first day of the week. But there are a lot of people that are confused that don't take the Lord's Supper as we are commanded to do. And if Jesus was to come back, I'm afraid there would be a problem there. And there are so many other things. Instrumental music in the Lord's church where God has not commanded it is causing a lot of confusion in the world today. And people are confused as to whether they can use it or not use it. And there's going to be a lot of people lost because Instrumental music in the Lord's church is not commanded by Jesus. We cannot do it in word or deed and do it all by his authority because it's nowhere in the New Testament. If it is not from God, then it is confusion if it concerns his church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 36, the Bible says, Or did the word of God come originally from you, or was it you only that it reached? You see, the word of God's not ours. And because it's not ours, we don't have the right to change it, to manipulate it, to say what we want it to say. Or did the word of God come originally from you? No, it did not. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. The word of God did not come from me. It is not mine to change as I want to. It's God's. It belongs to him. And it was not written just to me so that I could modify it to my beliefs and to help only me. It was written to the world. It's never changing. It will never pass away. 
And so we do not have the right to change it because we are not the author. In Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 10, the Bible says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who would trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. The problem here in Galatia is people were changing the gospel. But it really wasn't the gospel anymore because it was changed from what God wanted it to be. And God would tell them in 8 and 9, But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. This was causing confusion in the churches there. Because people were coming in and saying, Okay, this is what the gospel says, when in reality that's not what it said. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. And so he gave us his word. And because it's from him, it is unchangeable. We don't have that right. We cannot come in and change it without causing confusion and causing people to lose their souls and being accursed ourselves. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. See, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If we're going to do anything, that's what we need. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. If the word of God is dwelling in us richly, then we're going to teach it by singing the proper songs, by singing the proper spiritual hymns and singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. And whatever we do in word or deed, if the word of God is dwelling in us richly, we're going to do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. But if we're doing anything that is not from God's word, then we're not doing it by the authority of Christ. If it's not from God, then it's confusion if it concerns his church. In the book of Revelation, we have a warning for anyone that would add to the book of Revelation or take away from it. In Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. In other words, what? John was telling the people here, don't cause confusion. God has said what he has said. And if you change his word, if you add to it, if you take away from it, all you're doing is causing confusion within his church. And God is going to punish those who take away or add to his word. If it is not from God, then it is confusion if it concerns his church. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, 
Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.